0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to HR Works 5-Minute Friday. Today, I wanted to share a portion of an interview that I conducted about a month or two ago with Nadia Vitalidis. She is the director of people at remote.com. We discuss, among other things, how essential iteration is towards meeting the challenges of the pandemic and beyond. If you enjoy this segment, hop on over to the Faces of HR column where I share the rest of my interview with Nadia. There will be a link to that article in the description. What would you say that your HR superpower
1: is? Great question. I am quite obsessed with integration and and, and, and optimizing engagement. So basically, really working with engineering teams and sometimes pulling engineers into people teams. Um, I'm really great at following an engineering manager journey as a people manager Mm -hmm. and, and making sure that instead of spending time on administrating things, we can actually engage more and um, spending those time on, on creating psychological safety in teams
0: and not sit with a stack of
1: paperwork. Yeah. And
0: we're not supposed to delineate everybody by their job, but do you see any differences in the way that you have to approach engagement amongst engineers versus say other, other kinds of employees?
1: I think that's a great question and I try not to. I don't think anyone should be put on a pedestal or should be treated differently. I like that in environments like ours, we all all utilize the same tools. So we're in the same space. What I've seen other companies do um, is create like these different spaces for people to work to work in. And I think that creates disconnection and sometimes misalignment. So I love that I'm in an environment where engineers and non-engineers are working in the same spaces and in the same tools. And so just great for collaboration. Um, so no, I don't think they should be treated differently. I think we can take away a lot from how engineering operates and apply that in other teams as well.
0: I, uh, I went to school for chemistry first before I switched into literature. You know, and it's a lot of people are like oh it's so different and, and it is, of course, I mean, but the structure that was underlying the science is pretty similar to the structure that underlines how you analyze literature, you know it's not so different.
1: That's interesting. I, mean,
0: I had a lot of a lot of colleagues that were engineers, because of that, you know, I did a couple of years uh, taking the same classes as them, you know, and it's yeah sometimes they have a different approach but. Ultimately, it's it's applicable to other things, and other things are applicable to them. Um, yeah,
1: my biggest, I think my biggest learning from engineering has been iteration. I think like pre-discovering iteration in engineering. So my pre-career, before I entered the, the HR tech space and the, the the tech startup space in general, was like never heard of inter- iteration before in like a people space. And I love how you can really improve processes very very quickly, and also figure out what's going wrong quickly instead of doing this like we are doing a change management approach and we're gonna like flip this whole thing upside down and never really knowing what wasn't working. Um, so that's been a, an amazing takeaway that I use day to day in all kinds of things. It's just make like really cool, small improvements. Does it work? Does it not work? Easy to pivot from there if it's not working um, and, ro- and rolling back is easy as well. It's not a massive change, so yeah.
0: How, how do you frame that approach uh, to iterate? I mean it's something that people say a lot i understand the concept of it but i think it might mean different things to different people so i guess what does it what does it mean for you specifically
1: great question and i had this conversation this week it's like what's this one thing that you will change from the current process what is like that small thing that you think is not working today just change that and then let's talk about the like bigger changes that you that you want to make we've onboarded someone to run our internal onboarding journey um, and he's in my team. And so we had a great conversation about this. And I think that just gave him a really good idea of what to focus on first. It's like, this one thing isn't working. I'm going to fix that. And then we can focus on the bigger picture and how that aligns to, to other teams. So that's been a great approach, um, I think, to take with non-engineers to help bring the message across.
0: Yeah. I imagine it's quite useful these days in particular too. that's sounds an awful lot like what we've had to do over the last year
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of companies wanted to make these very big changes immediately, but then they won't really know what everyone needs or what's not working. Um, And a lot of companies, I think, also went to maybe a lot of tools instantly instead of going, hey, like, let's stick with this one chat tool um, that we've used before that we all know that works and see how that works. If that doesn't work, then let's find a, a new tool instead of just like making Harsh changes.
0: It's yeah. easy to want the new tool. There's always another tool. I I build things, yeah. and you know, you look at this one challenge that you have in front of you, and you say, you know, I could spend like twenty minutes doing it with this tool, but I could get that that special tool that does it in a minute. Um, and the instinct is to go get it, and you have to tell yourself, no, no, you know, just put the put the elbow grease into it because you're only going to use that tool a couple of times, and it doesn't do much else. So, what's the point? What's the
1: point? Yeah. Is there a tool that you won't stop using that you absolutely just love working with?
0: Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, I think it's the planer. The it's the, uh, for taking a small amount of of material off of a flat surface or making a surface flat. I work with like a lot of uh, natural materials too. And very cool. My dad, my dad always used to just endlessly use that thing. And I'd be like, what a waste of time but I get it now I get it (laughs) very cool um is there like a local food that's your favorite that maybe not everyone would know
1: A a local tool in South Africa it's a great question we're quite from a technology perspective I think we're still a little bit behind and it's it's probably an infrastructure problem in the sense that we still have a lot of growing to to do as a country and so wow um one local app absolutely love, is one of our medical aid platforms have just built a really easy UI tool. Um, it motivates me to stay healthy in the sense, so it's really clever, right? It motivates you to stay really healthy because then you're going to use your medical aid less. Um, and so with the with the way the the UI works, it creates, it adds points. So it's this typical like value-added systems, but they've gamified it. And I'm really enjoying that as a like... H.R. professional that gets to work on amazing tech tools all the time and gets to influence our own platform at remote as well, I um, I find that just like really fun every Wednesday to open my little app and like gamify this, this, this experience or this like, hey, I've been healthy or I did yoga, I did some running, I did some plyometrics or whatever this week and so now I get rewarded for that by playing this like quick easy game and the user experience is actually quite cool. So yeah, that's, that's a local one that's really impressed me. Um, but I don't know what other countries are doing in the medical aid space. So Maybe we're still behind on it. I don't know.
0: Well, I, I haven't heard of that particular thing. I know that there, when it comes to gamification amongst like fitness apps, there are some video games that have been out there, you know, For like the the Wii and the Switch, where I think there's even a a role-playing game where you like fight monsters by working out, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Conceptually, great idea, Um, but I haven't, I haven't really bought into it yet. I certainly hope you are all enjoying these smaller episodes. Remember, if you enjoyed this segment, consider reading the rest of the interview with Nadia on our Faces of HR column. Finally, you can always follow us on Twitter at HRWorksPodcast, and we are also now available on Spotify and Audible. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jim Davis with HRWorks.